people deluded i'm back again thank you very much for tuning in each and every time i really appreciate it and as usual good morning good afternoon good evening good night depending on whoever you are and wherever you are in this world um welcome back to another edition of the deluded podcast the dg podcast the really and truly podcast i'm really appreciative that you lot have joined me what is 7 30 over here in the uk um yeah man you know let's get into it let's speak about the europa league the champions league the premier league and there isn't much talking points i hate when there's not much neutral talking points in relation to football because i love to talk about it in the podcast Apologies, people. As you can see, it's still early. I'm still yawning. I'm still coming down off a high of Arsenal, actually not going out of the Europa League and things like that. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I hope you're doing well and safe. You know, football is... The, the turnover of football has been... been very fast you know the games are coming thick and fast we get a sort of not mini break but there's a break in that European football takes a sort of week break before Europa League and obviously the Champions League carry on people and when you look at it you know it's Arsenal versus Villarreal Arteta versus Emre ex-manager versus current manager again that's going to be one for the watch one a good one to watch Uh, Man United versus Roma again you know, Henrik Mkhitaryan, he's won this competition with Man United. Could he look to dump Man United out? And obviously, there's still the prospect of an all-English final. Um, it is well, it is. Roma, um, Ro- Roma through, obviously, after a 1-1 draw against Ajax. They went through 3-2 on aggregate. Um, it was quite the game, I would say, in relation to Roma-Ajax. You know, for the neutrals, obviously, there was a bit of drama. Brian Brobley, who I believe is leaving Ajax and going to Leipzig in the summer, obviously scored. A goal was disallowed via VAR for Ajax. It was full of drama, you know. Former Manchester City man, Edin Dzeko, obviously, 72nd minute, broke um, ro- um broke Ajax hearts. And it was a fairly even game, man. You know, Ajax, for me, had the majority of possession. It was fairly end-to-end. You know, both teams had a decent amount of shots without really hitting the target. Ajax had 10, Roma had 7. Both hit the target three times. Again, you'll call Ajax... Apologies, people. Unusually tired. You'll probably call Ajax the more clinical of the sides because they've gone through people. And again, you can't underestimate a single team here um, on that note. Man United dealt with business. You know, Cavani in the sixth minute, you know, 84 minutes later. Well, my maths is poor. Yeah, 84 minutes later in the 90th minute, Jesus Vallejo, you know, former FM legend, a former defender who was highly rated, allegedly coming up, scored an own goal and that completed the job. You know, Man United won 2-0, identical scoreline from the first leg, 4-0 on aggregate. Four four goals, clean sheet. I'm sure when you when you micro put put the result under a microscope, I'm sure there's little things you can nitpick. You know, as Man United fans will probably tell you, the first leg against Granada it wasn't pretty, but it's about doing the job. You know, I'm not being funny, but you know, United won the Europa League on playing ugly football, and fair enough, that was Jose. Ironically, Pogba's you know. Pogba sent for Jose. We'll get into that, people. I can't not speak about that later, but, you know, Pogba sent for Jose, really, you know. Whether Jose deserved that, I don't know, but he caught a stray anyways, people. On that topic, you know, Pogba got, if I remember correctly, Pogba got clipped at half-time. Oli Golasolcia said basically he was a bit riled up. He could have been sent off, which is obviously good game management from Oli Golasolcia. You lose Pogba, um, you know, that's a blow to your Europa League hopes. And I'd also say Champions League because United are running away with the Champions League people. They dealt they dealt with it. You know, I think Wan-Bissaka struggled, if I'm completely honest with you. But they dealt with it. They did their job. They they needed, they did what they had to do, you know. They had a couple of young Gs on the bench in, in Fish, Elangar and Solitaire. Um, unfortunately, nobody got no minutes. You know, Brendan Williams got off the bench. He's he's kind of been in the wilderness. You know, I've, I completely forgot until I just saw his name 
that he's a Man United player. So Manchester United 2, um, Granada 0-4-0 on aggregate. Roma winning 3-2 on aggregate. Um, the, this leg, the second leg yesterday was a 1-1 draw between the two sides. You know, Villarreal, Uno Emre, as I said, you know, they've got players in decent form. You know, Moreno is scoring a lot of goals this season. Um, Paco, the striker, again, he's been around the block. So, again, these are things Arsenal are going to have to take heed in it, you know. And I wonder how much of a typical Emery side are they? But they did the business, people. You know, two goals in the first half was enough to ensure they went through. Orsic, again, the guy who sunk Spurs and it's getting amazing for Spurs, you know. I'm seeing their, their own their own sponsors are bantering them off and then Spurs are bantering back on their twi on their Twitter account. Um, obviously, he scored, but it weren't enough. You know, it's been commendable in terms of... Um, Dynamo Zagreb, but this is where it ends, people. For them. Apologies, man. I'm messing this up with the yawn and I can't help it, people. But like I said, man, it's business as usual. And again, a single Italian representative, representative, the same goals, the same goals um for Spain. Obviously, Arsenal or Man United, I'm sure neither care, but you've got two English teams there for the people that do support the English sides, people. So, as I said, Villarreal 2, Dynamo 1, Man United 2, Granada 0, Roma 1, Ajax 1, Roma, Manchester United, Villarreal, all advancing to the latter stages of the competition. Save the best till last. Quarter-final, second-leg business. Arsenal 4, Slavia 0. Slavia 0, Arsenal 4. Racist 0, Arsenal 4. Decent human beings for Arsenal nil. I love it. I live for this, people. I love it. You know, big up Lacazette again. You know, I'm I'm, I'm finding it a bit funny. You know, I'm seeing man, I'm seeing BT. I'm seeing all of these guys commend um, Lacazette for his act and the boys for their act. But when it comes to speaking about racism, having these difficult conversations beyond these same old say no to racism videos, you know, what's being done? You know, everybody likes to praise it and call it commendable, but it's a bit of a joke thing, really, really and truly. And um, if I'm completely honest with you, shout out to Lacazette, shout out to every Arsenal player, because again, the unthinkable could have happened. I don't want to lose to no racist. I don't want to lose and go out of the Europa League at this stage. I don't want to lose to that level of opposition because it is banter again we'll deal with Villarreal when it comes and again that's going to be a difficult one and when I scrutinise Arsenal's performances in the latter stages of the Europa League this season it's not been good enough for 90 minutes yesterday was superb you know, I did think we took about 13, 14 minutes to wake up. As I said in my post-game review, uh, it felt like we woke up after that incident where v where we, we thought Smith-Rose gave us that first goal and then VAR, um, you know, done us dirty. After that, you know, we had the healthy bit between our teeth and you saw a flurry of three goals. When have I seen Arsenal within the first 10, 20, 10, 20 minutes score two goals that they need to? We was all saying, can we score two goals early on? I got that. We even got a third goal, you know. So again, clinical, you know, intent, you know. Getting it to good game management. I think they played man to a man. Everybody played well, really and truly. Everybody. Callum Chambers, very good game. Bakayo Saka, very good game. Smith Rowe with the one-touch passes. Elite game. Pepe, quality performance. Lacazette stood up to be kind. Got a brace. And I don't know what it is with Arteta, but this is the second time I've seen Lacazette bag a brace. You know, and not be allowed the chance to obviously... Grab, grab that hat-trick, people, you know. I think Marie and Holding did well. You know, Xhaka did relatively well. Leon, you know, Leno had nothing to do. I, I want that about my keeper every game. Man to a man, everybody did well, you know, from start to finish. Really did well. Martinelli was unlucky not to make it five. We did what we need to do. Now, I will say this. Over the two legs of the semi-finals against Villarreal, there's a lot in our games over these two legs, more so in the first, that we can't afford to do. You know, because there was little stages where we crept into old habits yesterday. They had a couple chances, but other than that, 
it was a perfect performance, you know. And I would say generally, since we've got to the latter stages of this competition, you know, we've had to turn it around against um, against Slavia. We didn't do the business in the first leg. It could have, could have, would have, should have not facts, but it could have went another way. Benfica, we had to do some courageous stuff. Olympiacos, it had to be a courageous thing. Last year against Olympiacos, if you want to count that. So that's four games, people. And that's what, eight games, you know. Forgive me if I'm wrong. You've got two, obviously, against Benfica, two against um, Olympiacos, two times two against Olympiacos. So that's about six. And then, obviously, you throw in the game I'm talking about. So those six to eight games, I don't think we've played well enough. And it's a microcosm of our season in that we need to learn to play well for the full 90. Yesterday, I saw that playing out from the back was superb. Partey was quality. Callum Chambers was quality. Smith Rowe, again, Sabios, again, Sabios. I, I thought there were some big calls, not only to play the same lineup, because I would have been looking at it, but Sabios to get a look in, you know. When you win games like this, playing that formation and playing those players in that positions, it you know, you can speak about being adaptable, speak about having versatility. If it went the next way, we would have been like, why is Chambers being shoehorned at right back? Why this? Why that? Why the third? The only criticism I can have of Arteta, I think he got it spot on. I just feel once again, he takes too long with the subs and it was a bit of a different reason. I just felt we're going into Fulham, you know, these players have played a lot of football. Obviously, I think Lacazette should be allowed to grab a hat-trick. But I do think, you know, Lacazette, I'm looking at the game early on in the second half and I'm just thinking, you know, Lacazette, Partey, Saka, you're probably looking to sub them immediately, like sooner rather than later. So, And I think we could have saved their legs in that regard. You know, shout out to him because he did hook Smith-Row after an hour. We know Smith-Row's been nursing his way back through injury and it tells us what we know, you know, if... If Saka and Smith-Rowe aren't in the squad, let alone are they having a good game, we're not going to win a game, people. Um, Holding, you know, as, as well, people. Holding's been involved. We ain't kept too many clean sheets, but, you know, the vast majority of our clean sheets, Holding has started them, people, which is quite mad in that regard. Um, also, on that topic, I'm happy to have a clean sheet as well, um, as well, because we ain't picked up too many of those. Um, and I think that's just as important as scoring the three, four goals that we did. Um Four goals, apologies. Um, so, yeah, we did the job. And obviously, going into the game, the odds were stacked against us. Like I said, you know, you got to discount a bit. We should be beating this opposition regardless, innit? I'm not going to cap, but, you know, they have the healthy lead. We're playing away from home. They have a fantastic home record. We're unbeaten in, in you know, in, in how many tries before we step to them. So, to see that performance with my boys, I'm proud of them. Man to a man, we stood up to be counted. Obviously, it's fitting that, you know, that team is harbouring a racist. And obviously, three black players or four black players have, have, have scored people to rub further salt in their wounds, people. I'm here for it. I love it 100%, people. I promise you, I really do. I really do. I really do. Um. So, yeah, man. It was amazing in that regards, man. The only thing that was missing is Partey not scoring a banger. You know, I thought it was going to be the first game. Partey was going to obviously grab his his customary 30-yard 30, 30 strike. He's been grinding. He's been trying. He didn't try too hard in that game to grab that goal, mind you. But nonetheless, that's what I was expecting, in it, people, really and truly. But we've done the job. And as an Arsenal fan, you know, that's probably our only joy. I say probably to, to, to kind of not come come to peace with the fact that Europa League or bust, there's nothing else really. You don't win Europa League, you're out there. And like I said, it was very powerful from Lacazette to stare directly at the Slavia players as they refused to knee. You can you can tell, you know, that they realise, you know what, we're out of the tie. So let's say face. I, I know you all saw them kneeling in the post-game people and, and sending a message, you know, F off with all of that. We do not care. And again, on top of that, we all know the man that was involved. I'm not going to waste his name, waste my time saying his name. He only got a 10-game ban. 
Man are getting banned for longer, for match fixing, for gambling. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm saying that that just tells you firmly where these big establishments are with racism. They'll bring out the banners. They'll get a white man, a black man, an Asian man and, and their female counterparts and young or old. And, you know, they'll get a straight man, a gay man, you know, all bunch of people in the room. Get them in front of a camera and make them put their 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 their, their finger to their lips and say, say no to racism. And yeah, it's a good message in theory. It's not wrong. No one can criticise the message, but it's not doing anything. After that 30 seconds thing is gone, it's a myth. It's a bit like what I'm hating now is... I wouldn't say in, I'm criticising individuals, but when you hear football clubs and all of these people, they want to do social media blackouts and stuff. Yeah, but how's that going to help? Because it's only for a day. It's like the kneeling thing, really. Obviously, the Lacazette thing, obviously, because of what's happened in the, you know, with Glenn Kamara and going into this game, the, kneel, the, the kneeling has a bit of an impact, you know. But let's be real. How many times have I done watch-alongs? You lot been watching football. And it's not that we don't know the message of the knee. It's just lost its meaning, bro. Man, I just kneeling down. We're still focused on fourth. You know, is it a 4-4-2? Is it whatever? I, I, I am one of them. You know, I'm, I'm talking about formations when they're taking the knee. You know, it's become some customary nonsense, really and truly. It's just, it's feel good, do nothing activism. It's, it's for people that just want to feel like they're making a change without doing anything. And we're not going to get anywhere, one, first and foremost, until... The establishments take a hard line on racism. Also for the players to stop capping as well. Like, bro, real change needs to happen, really, you know. And I don't, I might be being a bit extreme, but could every player sit there and say, you know, we're not playing in Champions League. We're not playing in Europe. We're not playing the next fixture because it's happening. And obviously what you're seeing every day, even Son, you know, Son the other day, Spurs' is Son. I can't remember what. They lost against, who did they lose to? Man United. You know, he's getting discriminating messages in his in his Instagram. And, uh, you know, there's many different black, Asian and all of these sort of things. You know, even uh, even McLean, McLean, James McLean, you know, he gets a lot of criticism just from being Irish. You know, how can you criticise someone just from being from a country, people? But this is the way world we live in. This is sadly the problem. And I want to say education is key, but it's not, man. It's not, man. I want to be educated. People have to want to learn. To, to stop this and you also have to assume that edu you have to stop assuming that racist people are unintelligent because if that was true there'd be no systemic racism there'd be no prejudice in the workplace there would be none of these rising figures you can see for unemployment or uh, 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 you know how many times have you seen um, uh, an inequality over wages like two people of the similar experience of a similar knowledge one getting paid I don't know let's just say 50 bags uh, a year one man's getting 35 why is that you know racism is one thing there's unconscious biases it's not going to change you know it's something that we're going to have to live by I'm personally of the Glenn Kamara uh, approach smack man up simple as that you get what you, it, is, it is what it is in that regards people um but yeah, perfect performance from Arsenal, you know, one of the best performances from us this season, really and truly, you know, we needed to deliver and I definitely thought Arsenal could go through, but I didn't think it would be like that. I thought it might have been a thing where, you know, we score a first goal in the early minutes and then, you know, we, we 88th minute we might score or we might get the one goal, not the second. I definitely didn't expect that sort of performance and it's down to the mentality and I have to wonder why can't you players... Because Arteta can give you all the tactics in the world and Arteta deserves a lot of praise. Yet he was brave in his tactics and his personnel choices. But, you know, once you cross that chalk, it's down to the players. I have to wonder why can't you look, beyond the obvious, why can't you look, do this on a consistent basis? Because once again, 
just to name a few, you know, Xhaka's playing well. He's doing centre-half, centre-mid and left-back. Ceballos, centre-mid and left-wing-back, you know. Lacazette playing left-wing, centre-mid up front, you know. Saka doing everything. Pepe doing mad roles, you know. When I see the way you lot are working, clearly you're told one job and you understand others. When I see the ability to take on that info, I can't sit here and say what I'm normally saying, that we're lacking intelligence as, of, as, as players, you know. It has to be a confidence thing, really and truly, you know. And it was near enough a perf perfect performance. We did look a bit nervous. We did look a bit shaky. We did look a bit sloppy up until the Smith Rowe goal was disallowed. But other than that, it was plain sailing, people. Um, statistically, Arsenal have won 12 games, people, since Christmas, people. Emil Smith Rowe has started 10 of those people, aside from the Sheffield United game at the weekend. And again, considering that he just popped on the scene in December, that tells you everything you need to know, people, and how and just how good Smith Rowe is. And for me, he starts against Fulham. Not that you wouldn't have him starting in general, people. Obviously, as well, sadly, you know, Aubameyang's been dealing with malaria, as a lot of you lot know. He's contracted it while he's played for Gabon. He's been in hospital for the last few days. Um, even if he, you know, first and foremost, we hope that we're praying for his his health. You know, our thoughts are with you, Aubameyang. You know, you're still our captain and that. Um, first and foremost, we hope, we wish him a speedy recovery. Second, football is irrelevant. Second of all, he's probably not going to play against Fulham, even if he does get this um, discharged from hospital today. He hasn't trained. And on top of that, I haven't had malaria, but from what you read and what you see, malaria is one of those diseases. Even when you're on the mend, it takes a lot out of you physically. If you're not out at it physically on the best of days, how are you going to play football? So we need to take our time with Aubameyang. Hopefully he'd be involved in, in you know, who have we got after Fulham? I can't even sit here and cap. Something's telling me Brighton. I don't know, people. I could be wrong. I, I don't know. But yeah, man, he sadly he sadly contracted malaria um, while away with Gabon. And one has to wonder how long has he been playing with that people? You know, it's not contagious for those who don't know. But how, you know, one has to wonder just how physically Aubameyang's been struggling. That's, and again, that's something you have to allow someone. You don't always know people. Um, he was he's been receiving treatment and there's you know there's no return date on him people Arteta himself said I just spoke with him he's at home he's fine um he's had two days in hospital to get the right treatment but he's feeling good now we'll see how he recovers but I think he'll need a few days to recover from that but he wants to be back as soon as possible that's what he said to me and of course Aubameyang wants to be back he's the captain he's a professional footballer but it's timing, bro. It's timing. Um, if you haven't, check out his Instagram. He has spent the last few days in hospital. My heart does bleed for him, people. Um, you know, he's probably going to have to miss out miss out the Fulham game. We won't know where, where that is, people. Um, it's, with that, though, regardless of his form and whatnot, you know, you have to say Aubameyang's been an ever-present. You know, he's missed games now because of malaria. You know, it's been a sad one for him because he's had personal problems in his life as well. I think there was stuff around his mother um, earlier in the season. I could be wrong. Thoughts with him. Um, but he's still quite durable for a 31-year-old. He's only missed a total of seven games this season, again, due to a lot of things. Um, and he's got 14 goals to date, but he's got 14 in 33. Sadly, the last one came on the 6th of March, people. So it is what it is in that regards. And Abamian, but we're wishing Abamian a speedy recovery, as we know. Thomas Partey, propaganda last night, people. He made the most blocks, the most interceptions and completed the most tackles. Someone tell me he's not a bad boy. And there's a lot more to come from from Partey, in my humble opinion. Again, we haven't seen the best. I think we'll see the best when we've got proper levels midfield. There's more stability. Obviously, we can we can start having doubts about his fitness. And as he keeps just playing more, really. And he's, you know, I, I can't lie. I think Lacazette was a villain in the last game. He missed a tap-in. Made yourself a hero. Partey's worst game for me, Hack 
by some distance in an Arsenal shirt in the first leg of this tie made himself a hero sort of thing Granite Xhaka fantastic post-game comments as well this is Pepe's competition as well people um, in relation to Arsenal versus Villarreal we've met twice in European competition we've won both the home legs and drawn um, both the away legs Lacazette has six goals in his last six appearances in all comps again you know everybody talks about Lacazette playing for a new deal but you got Chambers there you also had a good game um, give him credit people you know the most important thing for me is you know we've kept back to back clean sheets back to back people you know we've ended a run of 14 games with a, without a clean sheet and now you know it's like buses they've come in too will that be the case against Fulham I'm not too sure people I'm really not too sure um when you look at Una Emre in the Europa League since thirteen, since the 13-14 the season, people, he's made the final in one, two, three, you know, he's made the final in quite a few of them, four, you know, this I, I just see one statistic come across my stats, people. Una Emre will play six Europa League semi-finals, that's more than any other manager in the competition ever, people, you know. Madness. Done it once with Arsenal, once with Villarreal. Well, we'll do it once with Villarreal, once with Valencia and done a three-peat with Sevilla. You know, it's crazy, people. And, you know, Villarreal versus Arsenal, I'm sure that tie will bring you back to fonder memories in 2006 where that scroll, you know, where the scroll at one point had more minutes in the Champions League than Tottenham Hotspur, when Arsenal could keep clean sheets, when we could save penalties, where we could do the job across two legs, people. It's crazy, people. It is what it is. And for Arteta, it's weird because currently, you know, until we play on Sunday, Arteta and Una Emre have, a, you know, they've both played 51 games and they've been drawn against each other, people. Um, you know, to be fair with us, apparently in five games in Prague, we've never conceded a goal in, in a European match. We've scored at least two goals in nine of our last 12 in, Euro in Europe this season as well, people. Yes, last night was Arsenal's biggest win since we beat um, Inter Milan 5-1 at the San Siro, people, in 2003 in November. I remember that game vividly. Shout out to Aerion Re. Um, away games, if, if that's not done. And once again, we beat them at home for the first time in 18 months and, and sourced them completely, people. You know, big up the fourth goal because there was 20 passes within that, people. Um, there was a moment where, you know, where we, we didn't really shoot. There was a moment where we had a period after the 24th minute where we didn't have a shot, people. Um, so it is what it is. It continues our form where we look better away from home. Shout out to Bakayo Saka for getting on this goal sheet as well. You can't stop Saka, you know, the the young bull. Um, most goals by English teenagers in major competition, excluding qualifiers. You've got Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford with six, Hudson Adoy with five, Jimmy Greaves with five, Bakayo Saka, um, Charlie George and Way Kennedy, Ray, Ray Kennedy, apologies, all have four people. Um, Smith Rowe, despite only being in the first team since December, is Arsenal's joint assist holder in all comps people he's got seven um we've scored at least goal at least two goals in eight of our 11 europa league matches this season people um we've actually never conceded a goal in prague people nicolas pepe propaganda as well um three assists and four goals in this competition in the europa league in this season's competition people you know big up him so that's that with arsenal we did what we needed to do in that regards i can't even cap i can't complain people i'm a happy man it's as simple as that europa league is europa league that being said way before the europa league you had the champions league and that this has been a fantastic week man a lot of people have been i won't say announcing themselves but a lot of headlines you know you had phil folding obviously phil folding's um, been in hot water apparently because um he's not happy with um 
his 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 social media company or whoever runs his social media kind of challenging Mbappe. Personally, I thought I think Foden put that up himself, and then you know you felt a bit of heat, and you thought, let me allow it in it. I can get egg on my face. I think he did it himself, and this is all propaganda to put people in hot smoke, people. But on the other hand, he should be allowed to say these things if he wants to, man. This, you know, we don't have footballers with personality. Of course, it can backfire. Of course, Phil Foden doesn't need to do that, but you get the point. And let's start with that, you know. Manchester City 2, Borussia Dortmund 1 and Jude Bellingham got um, Dortmund off to a good start. Fantastic finish by that young man and like like Pep Guardiola said, he might be lying about being 17 because he's a very good footballer and he deserved two goals over these two legs. He's unnecess unnecessarily denied in the first leg. Um, I do think there was moments where City struggled and made it harder for themselves, but they did the job. You know, Mahrez scored a penalty in the 55th minute. The golden boy, Phil Foden, you know, the Stockport in Iniesta, you know, keeping Raheem Sterling out of the team, in my opinion, these days. Um, you know, again, a lot of people talked a lot of ish. Oh, Pep, don't play him. You can't play him on the left, whatever. Shut up, man. You know, his development is going just fine. Just fine. And, and what people don't understand, I know I want Phil Foden to play week in, week out. But some players are best served learning, being kept under close wraps. Phil Foden's got ability. He's got a fantastic coach. But I guarantee you what's helping him, he's with. He's, he's surrounded by ballers. Historically, there's been David Silva, there's Bernardo Silva, there's Gundogan, there's, there's, there's um, Kevin De Bruyne. He can pick up little hints and tips and tricks off all of them. Speed of thought. When you're playing with these men, speed of thought has to be something because they're very demanding. Phil Foden's got it all, man. And... I'm not going to get too gassed for Phil Foden for England. I think he's got all the potential in the world. I think he should play every game and things. I've been saying way before it was cool, the team should be built around the likes of Foden and these guys, you know, plug Saka. I like Greenwood. I don't care what no one says. These sort of players for the long term, you know, is Southgate going to do that? I don't know. I don't know how what, what's going to happen in there. But Foden's a baller. Whatever it is, whether you play him off the flanks, in the cam, where he's probably going to wreak the most havoc, I think he can play in the, he can play in the eight role. Is he mature enough to do that at the in, in, international stage? Do, are, you know, do England have a suitable partnership there? I don't know. I think he's going to go with a Henderson and a Rice or that sort of ilk. You know, I think we should try to convince James Milner to come out of England, England international retirement, to be fair with you as well. Um, Phil Foden's show. Emre Jan struggled again, but glass is green. Sorry, people. It's too early for sweets, but this sweet there was, you know, the packet was looking at me. So I had to back it. Um, Harlan fluffed his lines, as you lot saw, people. Nothing wrong with that, you know. He's still a young man. It just, it just didn't, ha it just didn't happen, people. You know that young G they played. I've never seen him before. Is it Konoff? Is it Konoff? Apparently Klopp look Klopp reading people and he scored he scored two goals he scored a goal or so um against Fingy against Stuttgart last week and obviously he's been rewarded with a start and things people. Um I don't know too much about the right winger, but he, he it was it was decent from him and he's another one off the Dortmund conveyor belt. Haaland, again, I do think Haaland was kind of anonymous and whatnot, but it is what it is, man. There's a lot for City for City to improve on, in my opinion, going into the latter stages, but they did what they needed to do. Folding, obviously, 15 minutes from time confirmed, what we already was, was knowing. Now, Liverpool put a bit more respect on their shirt, I guess, because it was nil-nil, but... You know, the damage was done after the first leg. Based on the second leg against Real Madrid versus Liverpool, nil-nil if I didn't say it. Man City 2, Dortmund 1 if I didn't specify that. I apologise. I think, you know, beyond the obvious and what we've been knowing with Liverpool this season, 
I just think they were, it was just a finishing thing, you know. Mo, Mo Salah, again, you know, some in, in moments like that, it's, it's not all down to the couple players, but players have to stand up to be counted. I think I think Wijnaldum struggled over these two legs. I do think Salah scored in the first leg. Not think, that is a fact. He struggled. He had two tappings. You know, I don't know if, if it's a loss of form with Mane or a natural decline, but Mane was poor. You know, it was anonymous. I actually feel Nat Phillips had a very good game for Liverpool, really and truly, in the second leg, um, as did Kabach to a fair degree, and that might tell you everything. And really, Trent had a better game as well. Trent Trent went down fighting. He tried a thing, but it weren't there. And I do think Trent needs to take his game up to another level because sometimes it just feels like he's just crossing for the sake of crossing. Like there's nobody in that box, really and truly. Um, bit more game intelligence needed. I think Fabinho had a decent game, but again, he crept into old habits and, and, and was pick it, picked apart in midfield. Obviously, you know, we all saw Casimir, Casemiro leave one on, on Milner and we all saw Robertson moving like he's the hardest man in the world, chatting crap. But it was a good performance, man. A couple big saves from, from Courtois. But other than that, you know, Liverpool got schooled once again. Modric showed levels. Crowe showed levels. Again, I think Militao had a good game. I think Valverde struggled initially, but then adapted. Um, Asensio had a, a, a decent game. Vinicius, yeah, a bit of a so-so one. Benzema worked as hard as he could. Um, Thiago came on and was anonymous. I can't lie, I don't know why Oxlade-Chamberlain is still at Liverpool. He's one of the only Arsenal players that probably hasn't kicked on. You know, I'm sure he's got better finances. He's won the Champions League and the Premier League, playing no major part in either of those. But he's won that, in it? History isn't going to remember that. It's something to tell your grandkids. You know, beyond the homegrown laws, there's not a single reason for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain to be at Liverpool. He's a passenger. You know, he's not going to get him playing in midfield. You know, he's not going to get him playing on the right or the left. He's not going to get him playing fullback anymore like he might have got at Arsenal. He's an OK squad player, but he's a jack-of-all-trades master of none. And I just don't think his intelligence has improved. Yota tried. I think maybe Yota should have started. He gave him a bit more, a bit of enthusiasm, but... Too little, too late, really. Like I said, in this game, Liverpool had about three clear-cut chances they could have bagged and got them. To be fair, I think in the first 10-20, I think Liverpool could have got themselves back in this game very quickly. If some bops, if Salah scores, it's another game. He didn't, in it? So, nil-nil. Real Madrid 3, Liverpool 1 on aggregate. Um, as I said, Manchester City 4, Dortmund 2 on aggregate, 2-1 in the second leg. Um, it was my birthday on the 13th of April, so I didn't do no watch-alongs, but I'm sure you all saw PSG versus Bayern Munich, one of the rare games, people, that actually lives up. Bayern, PSG, apparently, technically, PSG have won, drawn and lost this two-legged tie, people, which, again, I, I don't. I saw that floating around. As you lot know, 3-3. Free, free, PSG are away on away goals and I loved it I loved it obviously I don't think Neymar is celebrating directly in Kimmich's face but I loved it from him and Paredes I think Bayern Munich have this arrogance about them and they deserve it but I just feel the way I was hearing Kimmich talk pre-game Muller talk pre-game not that they were saying it's a foregone conclusion but it's like their ish don't stink their poo don't stink and I don't like that and PSG showed them up over these two legs. Of course, PSG, there was tappings. They didn't score. There was times Bayern Munich could have scored more historically, but they did their job. You can't tell me Neymar's not a quality player. You can't tell me Neymar don't stand up to be counted. Yes, he missed some tappings, but who's creating? Who's getting the ball and driving? Who was getting deep and actually defending? Bro, man can't chat crap about Neymar. This man is world-class and has been world-class and is world-class, and is a footballing legend. And again, you hear rumours of Mbappe and him signing new deals. Why would they want to leave PSG? It looks decent. Um, again, time will tell if they have enough about them to go all the way, but they've made a statement, in it? They've knocked out over the two legs. They've knocked out the current holders, the people that beat them last year. Shout out to Tuba Moting in the 40th minute he got on the score sheet, but other than that, it was dead. 
I do think PSG can be a bit more clinical. They've missed some tappings there. You know, Mbappe had a good game showing man up. Um, and Neymar had a great game. You know, I think Gay had a very good game as well. You know, apparently PSG tried to sell him to Newcastle and whatnot. And now, look, Paredes had a good game as well. But for me, man of the match, you know, Neymar and Mbappe, they're always going to be it. But Di Maria, for me... Di Maria showed Davis a footballing lesson. You see Di Maria on the next one. He, you know, he said, "I'm gonna show you football in it. I'm gonna show you. Think you're you're good. I'm, you're gonna learn today, bro. You know, taking him down the line, playing it short. You know, one twos around him. Everything Di Maria wanted to do, he did it. And da Davis was help was helpless. Di Maria is a fantastic footballer. There was one. Di Maria did a madness. He put the ball across the goal. Neymar's lunged at it. He can't get anything on it, and it and it goes it goes missing. But Di Maria is a certified player. You know, obviously at, at PSG, you're never gonna get the freedom in that sort of central ten row unless Neymar is not playing or swaps out. Um, you know, but I think Di Maria is is in a very important player, and you know, I do think the goal that they conceded was a bit shaky from Navas, but they did their job, and for me. That game's a blockbuster game, in it? That game is one that us common fans, even if you wanted to, you're probably not going to get tickets, um, you know. And it lived up to it over the two legs for different reasons, fully entertainment value for the, for us neutrals, you know. Normally, these games, they sell dreams. And I think PSG versus Bayern Munich, it was certified. I can't lie, Leroy Sane's decision-making is toilet. I don't know how it's been so toilet. You know, Kuman got sent shot a couple times. Muller missed a tap-in. Kimmich um, got eaten alive. Boateng, I felt Boateng made one fantastic tackle on Kylian Mbappe, and he was he was given, he was booked to, a foul was given against him, and he was booked. I was thinking the referee is smoking some serious crack, but fair play. Like I said, PSG did their job. Chelsea did their job again. Like PSG, they lost one nil. You know, Porto one, Chelsea nil. What a fantastic goal that was from the substitute Medi, though. You know, his movement is very good. Based on the highlights, the movement was elite. You know, they done their job. Chelsea done their job, and as long as they're still in the competition, they have half a chance. Um, really and truly people and I will say referees need to do a bit more to protect players because Pulisic well it must have been about 50 times I think they statistically said 11 I counted 50 how much times is shout out to Pulisic for getting up and going again and again and again but how many times is a man going to get kicked and the ref ain't going to do something you're going to lose these players you're going to lose Neymar I don't Pulisic ain't quite on that level, but these Neymars and these sort of guys and people like Pulisic and even Zaha in the Premier League and many players, you know, you're gonna lose these artists, you're gonna lose these dribblers, you're gonna lose these creative men if you don't protect them. You know, they're getting there's 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 kicks and then there's kicks. Some of these things they're hurting. You know, you gotta protect these players, and I just feel you you gotta protect these attacking players really. Even Messi, Messi getting kicked every week. They're not protecting quality players. People, it is what it is. Like I said, we're in the business end of the of the competition now, and you've got PSG through, Chelsea through, Liverpool out, Real Madrid through, and City through once again. Over the two legs, it's 3-3 free, free in the PSG Munich game, but it is 1-0 in the second leg to Bayern Munich. Porto won 1-0, but that's not enough as Chelsea go through 2-1. Liverpool drew 0-0 at, at Anfield with Real Madrid. It's not enough because Real Madrid go through 3-1. And it was lovely in that melee as well in the Real Madrid game to see Klopp mad, Robertson mad, Casemiro semi-mad, and then Zidane's just laughing like he, you know, he, he like he like he relishes a punch up, like he ain't been involved in one of these in a while, man. Big up Zidane. Um, but yeah, man. Real Madrid three, Liverpool one. Manchester City win 4-2 on aggregate and won their last game 4-2. And when you look at the next stages, it's pretty tasty, people. Semi-finals, you know, 180 minutes excluding added on time from being in that final on the 29th of March. There's two English teams. 
left and there's a very big chance obviously that they, that something could be done and I'm not going to sit here and cap people for me Real Madrid PSG final would be the best if anyone has to do it City Real Madrid I, I, I don't want Chelsea to win it for a second time some of us London clubs ain't even won it once you know and we were we was shagged in 2006 but everybody's there because they deserve it you know Real Madrid versus Chelsea PSG versus City the oil derby you know Versus Real Madrid and Chelsea again. Considering Chelsea were, you know, founded in two thousand and four, their rise to the top has been quite amazing. I've got to do it, Chelsea fans. I'm sour, man. I'm not involved in any of these chats. Spare a thought for Spurs fans because you could be getting dumped out of Europe to people whose managers are in prison. You could be getting bantered by your own paint sponsors. Your admin could be bantering yourselves as well. Joke, man. Of course, allow me, Spurs fans. Laughing at you lot makes my situation better. But at the end of the day, you lot are ahead of us in the league. No trophies, though. Anyways, people. So, yeah, people. Obviously, um, for those who don't know, the 27th and the 28th will be the semi-final first leg. The return fixtures in the second leg will be on the 4th and 5th of May. Um, 27th and 28th of April, 4th and 5th of May for the second leg. The final will be on the 29th. And for Chelsea, you know, they could have a season to remember. If you get top four domestically, if you get to a Champions League final, if you win the FA Cup where they have City at the weekend, you know, not that you're going to sack Thomas Tuchel, but it's kind of been turned around of sorts, people, really and truly. In relation to the FA Cup, one where I think Arteta threw it away, you know, you've got the semi-finals and again, it'll be a great one. Again, Chelsea could get themselves into two finals this season, you know, considering literally Thomas Tuchel took over from, from a league standing, stand he took over at the halfway point. You know, considering that, if you get two finals and win two cups or win a couple, for me, two finals and a, and, a, and a top four place, you don't get medals. None of that is remembered, but that shows me foundation to build upon. Tomorrow is the semi-finals of the FA Cup, though. You have Chelsea versus Manchester City. Thomas Tuchel against Pep Guardiola. Both of them are riding high off being in the Champions League latter stages now, but I'm sure both of them would like to claim you know, one of the oldest competitions in the world. It's shameful that at this moment in time, Arsenal are the holders and Chelsea did get to the final last year before, you know, you know what happened, innit? You know what happened. Not even going to chat. You got slapped. Simple business. You know, City got to the semis before. You know what happened. You know, Arsenal was in the FA Cup before we played Southampton this season. You know what happened. Balance of things, people. I had to. But same way, City versus Man Manchester City versus Chelsea. Chelsea versus City, better yet. Yeah, it's at Stamford Bridge. Kick-off 5.30 Saturday. That one day is probably the blockbuster game of the weekend. In the other semi-finals, you've got Leicester and Southampton. Now, Leicester, Brendan Rodgers been flying high. You know, if you can get Champions League place domestically and a cup final, very good season. Beyond the obvious for, for Brendan Rodgers. For Southampton... I don't know for them really because sometimes they turn the form around, go on a bit of form and then they're just getting embarrassed week in, week out. But again, for a club like Southampton, they're never going to be in too many FA Cup finals. So again, there's an opportunity. And for me, I'm cheering. I wish that it was Leicester versus Chelsea and Southampton versus City or something like that in it because they're paired together. Only one of them's going to go through. My gut is telling, something's just telling me, I think it's a Chelsea-Leicester final, people. I think Chelsea will be in the final. I could be wrong. I probably am. Um, so we're going to have to see. That's an interesting one. I'm keen to see what happens, people. When you look at it, Chelsea have lost four of their last five FA Cup ties against Manchester City people. Um, people, you know. 
it's madness. It's a madness. Man City have won six of their last nine meetings with Chelsea in all comps. Man City have not lost none of their three meetings with Chelsea at the new Wembley Stadium. Chelsea are looking to reach the FA Cup final for the 15th time. Only only Arsenal and Man United, Arsenal with 21 and Man United with 20, have reached it more often than the Blues. Chelsea have obviously won seven of their last eight semi-finals, people. They did lose to Man City in 2013 on this run, though. You know, City have won nine of their last 11 FA Cup semi-final matches. So make of that what you will, folks. It's going to be a tasty one for Leicester. Southampton have won their last FA, their last two FA Cup meetings with Leicester people. They beat them in 2006 and 08. You know, it is what it is. Apparently, Leicester have not beaten the Saints twice in the same season since they were in the championship together. Um and whatnot. This is Leicester's eighth semi-final. They've won four and lost three. And it's their first since 1982, people, where they lost to eventual winners, Tottenham Hotspur. Psh. Tottenham Hotspur winning trophies? Madness. The world might be ending. Leicester have lost all three of their matches at the new Wembley Stadium, people. Um, so make of that what you will. I'm sure Leicester fans don't want to hear that, but it is what it is firmly in that regards, people. Um, away from that, though, and if we look at the Premier League now, we've got FA Cup, we've got Premier League, we've spoken about Europe in the Europa League and Champions League, where they're concerned, we've touched on races. Um, you know, if we look at the fixtures to come this week, people, we kick off Friday with a very good fixture. You've got Carlo Ancelotti's Everton against Jose Mourinho's Tottenham Hotspur. Now, Tottenham Hotspur got their bombs handed to themselves against Man United. Their season's been woeful. They're out of Europe in relation to the papers. Kane is leaving if you don't get Europe um, Champions League specifically give yourself half a chance we're cheering on Carlo Ancelotti's men I do think they've taken a bit of a wobble after flying high this season but let's see what they've got people in that regards let's let's hope for the best really you know let's really hope let's really hope so really hope so and the last game ended 1-0 well in 2020 September Everton did win 1-0 you know, so let's see what could happen in that regards, people. In relation to the form guide, again, make of it what you make of it what you will. Spurs have two wins in their last five. Everton have one win in their last five. Again, two both teams have two L's. You know, Spurs has one more draw. Make of that what you will. Both teams probably struggling to keep clean sheets. In fact, Everton have more clean sheets of recent people. Clean sheet against Brighton. And 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 West Bromwich Albion, really, you know, and excluding that. Spurs, you've got one in it. You kept one against Villa of recent in their last five games. So I do expect goals in that game. I do expect goals. I do think Harry Kane's getting on the score sheet. I can't lie. I'll tip Spurs to probably win that 2-1. I hope that's not the case. You've got Newcastle against West Ham. Now, are West Ham going to give us our customary three goals? Is Jesse Lingard going to get a brace or just the one goal? They're flying high. And again, it's down to West Ham to maintain that. Newcastle are trying to stay in the division. Simple as that. You want to stay in the division, you need to pick up points. Again, I don't think they're going to get relegated, but they're very smart, um, surely, slowly but surely, sorry, sleepwalking into that territory. Wolves against Sheffield United. Sheffield United have been woeful. Wolves have not been at their standard, but they're going to need to win. You've got Manchester United versus Burnley on Sunday. Also on Sunday, you've got Arsenal against Fulham. Now, Arsenal against Fulham is of interest to me. It's a London derby. Fulham are fighting to stay in the division. A lot of the times, especially in the big games, I remember Chelsea and United definitely at Craven Cottage. They've made these teams work. City away as well. They've made these teams work very hard for the three points. Now, they've not got anything from these games, more time, but they're making them work hard, didn't it? And my point being is this is a dramatically better team. It's a, it's a completely different team from the team that allowed William to score on the first game of the season. Scott Parker's an ex-spud. 
And I'm sure Spurs is irrelevant to him because he's at Fulham. But I'm sure there's that bit of healthiness as well. For Arsenal, you know, we're playing for to save face. The more wins, the more confidence, especially going into the Europa League game in a couple of weeks. Can we put chalk some wins on the board? You know, we did what we needed to do against Sheffield United. Clean sheet. Kept a clean sheet in the Europa League. Can you give me back-to-back clean sheets in the Premier League? I don't know. It'll be down to these boys. On the Monday, you've got Bielsa versus Klopp, Leeds versus Liverpool. That's going to be quite the interesting game, people. Very interesting. And in fact, you've got you've got football all week, people, really and truly. You know, there's hell, hell of football next week, people, really and truly. Because what? You know, on the Monday, it's Leeds versus um, Liverpool. On the Tuesday, you've got Chelsea versus Brighton. Wednesday, you know, we're going to speak about this on... The next Deluded podcast will be on Tuesday where we'll, we'll, we'll review the games and whatnot, people, and we'll be previewing the Chelsea Brighton. But you've got football all week, people. You've got Spurs, Southampton from 6 o'clock on Wednesday, um, Villa versus Man City. Thursday, you've got Leicester, West Brom, Arsenal, 8 p.m., Arsenal versus Everton. You know, ain't seen too many times Arsenal play on a Friday, wasn't it? Didn't we play a couple of years ago on the Friday um, against Liverpool? I could be wrong. Um, we ain't done that too many times. Nonetheless, though, I welcome it, though. Why not, man? Why not? Who cares in that regard? Uh, moving away from that, though, folks, I'm trying to find that Paul Pogba business because he stuck it on Jose. Well, he may, he let it be known that, you know, Jose isn't my tug, if that makes sense, you know. And that's one thing that as much as people get on to Oli Solskjaer, when you're a good people's person in today's day and age and you're a good man manager for all the criticisms man can say about tactics and these things, it buys you time. The team, they like they like Oli. Or if likes too much of a stretch, they, they, they find him civil. They can be civil. They find him an okay guy. Jose, it looked like several players weren't playing for him because, of course, he's, he's digging them out week in, week out. You know, beyond the obvious, it's no coincidence Shaw is playing better. Because Oli believes in him and he probably transmits that. And then he's got a healthier headspace. Pogba, fans are still onto him, but you're seeing a bit from Pogba, you know. I'm not going to sit here and say Rashford wasn't performing under Jose because I think he was scoring hella goals, but he was being overworked. You know, Martial, I think it's time to start delivering, but it's no you know, coincidence. He's seen a bit a better day since my man departed, people. Paul Pogba is not held back, though. And let me scroll down slightly, people, to bring it to you. Um, he He said... What I have now with Oli is different. He wouldn't go against the players. Maybe Oli wouldn't pick them, but it's not like he puts them on, on the side like they don't exist anymore. That's the difference between Jose and Oli. I once had a great relationship with Jose. Everybody saw that. And the next day, you don't know what happened. That's the strange thing I had with Jose Mourinho. And I cannot explain it to you because even I don't know. So, yes, you know. And again, people, he's gone on to say Oli helped Shaw. Again, I didn't even read this part, but helped Shaw with a difficult under a difficult after a difficult season under Jose. And again, Jose's got at his way indirectly, got at his, just sometimes scapegoated him, got at his football intelligence. You know, Shaw. I don't feel. I think Shaw has self confidence, but do I think he's got Man United level of self confidence? I don't think a lot of them do. So you've got to be careful, and that's just one aspect Jose has shown how the game's gone past him. Long, you can't rule with an iron fist. You have to. Do the vengating, the arm around guys sometimes, um, you know. And to be fair, Shaw's real real problems with his injuries, people. Um, 
if you look if you look at it, you know, this would kill your confidence as a player. In 2017, Shaw had a good performance, but it was his body with my brain. It was because he was in front of me and I was thinking for him. I was making every decision for him. He cannot play with my understand without with my understanding of the game. He must think and accelerate the progress. He's old enough to have a better understanding of the game. And maybe a bit of it is true somewhere between, between Shaw and um, really, because there's no smoke without fire, really, if I'm completely honest with you. And like an idiot, I've come off the screen, but let's go back, people. Um, he said, maybe Solskjaer's methods work because he's a bit closer to the people. Every coach has their own way to coach and deal with players. And as a player, you have to adapt. Sometimes it do it doesn't suit you and sometimes it does. Oli has helped Luke a lot. It was a difficult season with Luke and, and Mourinho. And he has proved he has the quality he always had and the trust of the manager. Jose lost and didn't want to speak about the game. This is in the aftermath of the 3-1 victory um, Spurs um, suffered against Manchester United. He said, um, I don't know what happened. I'm sure Jose said something that would make people speak. That's what he does. We got the result we wanted. Oli knows it. And we enjoyed that moment because we know Jose and we know what he's like. We don't need this war of words. We just focus on us. We won the game. He lost the game. And he doesn't want to speak about the game. He wants to speak about the dad of someone. That's what he does. Everyone knows him. It's very Jose Mourinho. Tch. Pretty damning, ain't it, people? You can't... What can you say? Shout out to Paul Pogba for that. He delivered a sobering truth, people. It is what it is in that regards. Please spare a thought for Darren Moore. Apparently, he's, you know, um, not only contracted COVID, but I think he's suffering with... Um, hyperthermia or, or, or something like that forgive me if i'm wrong but you know shout out to him i, I didn't do do my research i did see it pop across my screen as i'm talking to you guys people um away from that though if we look at a couple of stories like i said there isn't much to say there is hope for football fans apparently each premier league side will play a match in front of the fans before the end of the season the premier league will push back its penultimate round of fixtures in order for each club to play a home game in front of the fans people um the 37th round of fixtures will now be played on the 18th of may and 19th the day after the third stage of as you lot know the uk UK's government COVID-19 roadmap, roadmap is scheduled to start. Um, so that's good. As you lot know, you know, police have apparently started proceeding, proceed with cases against Kudela and Kamara. How's Kamara got a case? Apparently a case of racially ag aggravated conduct against Kudela has been submitted by police Scotland to the pro pro procurator fiscal after he was accused of whispering a slur into Kamara's ear. Kamara has been re um, reported to prosecutors over an allegation that he assaulted Cadella after the match. And if he did insult him, he deserved it. You know, I don't see a broken nose or a bust up tooth, chat shit, get banged like Jamie Vardy says people and things like that. And I heard, I'm sure I, I'm purposely not reading that because I don't want to give more airtime to these idiots. But I'm sure you've seen the Slavia man. While I think it's, you know, this, this, this Kudela cunt has, has not been given a big enough fan, ban, you know, 10 games. What's that man are getting banned for longer for shirt sponsors and, 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 and gambling and them thing there, people. You know, it hardly sends out a message that you care about racism. And when you see people connected with... Salvia or, or the Czech Republic they're letting their, they're letting the nation down when they say that this ban was only there has only been given to appease the social justice warriors sorry being racially abused is enough reason to have sanctions like I said my thoughts are with Glenn Kamara no matter what comes your way in terms of police bans and fines it's worth it it was worth it because nothing and as someone who's been on the receiving end of racial abuse and, and like Kamara did something about it you know it makes you feel better because they see the thing about being racially abused, yeah, you might brush it off, but when you go home, you think, raw, there's a degree of powerlessness, powerlessness there. 
And at least if this Cadella idiot is going to be racist again, at least he thinks I might have to allow it because the last black guy I racially abused, he punched me up. That's it. You know, educating racists, you have to want to be educated. Realistically, in the region he lives and the echo chamber he lives in, he's not going to have to come across too many of us and he's not going to have to pattern his way up to get around it, people. You know, and once again, I say spare a thought for the Oli Inkers, for the Seamers, for those of them that are, are within the, 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 the club, Slavia. It is what it is, people. So it is what it is. Apparently, Bielsa has denied agreeing a new two-year deal with Leeds United, people. There was reports that he extended his run until 2023. As we lot know, people, I do think he will stay, but his deal runs out at the end of the season. So it is going down to the wire, people. Um, um, I'm sure if you've seen it. Dulux have apologised to Spurs fans over their social media posts, people. I'm sure you saw a series of posts mocking the club on Thursday morning, um, people, just minutes after being announced as a partner. Spurs, Spurs revealed they signed up as their official paint partner. And obviously, you can imagine the jokes about the tr trophy hall and the quality of defenders in which fans played up to, but also Dulux. And... You know, to be fair, Spurs brushed it off. You know, I, do, I don't think you're allowed to... Obviously, if I'm an Arsenal fan and this happened, I don't find it funny, but... I do think people are way too serious these days. Way too... Like, we're a joke. You can't do that. Well, the players went out in the in, in the Europa League. The players have been messing around this this season. You know, it wouldn't mean nothing if Spurs were doing what they did. Remember that year where they were just a, 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 an absolute dominant side at White Hart Lane? And the same goes for Arsenal. The same goes for every club, really and truly. It is what it is in that regard. Um... So, yeah, people, I don't think there's anything else. But to further weigh back in on that, apparently Sheffield United have concerned that Darren Moore will spend further time away from first team training because he has developed. Um, I can't even say that, man. It's not hyperthermia. It's, um, what's it, man? I can't even say that. P-N-E-U-M-O-N-I-A, -P people. I, can, I can't say I'm borderline dyslexic. I know, what, I know what it is, but I can't say it. But he's developed that and blood clots, people, as a result of contracting COVID-19. As you lot know, he's missed three games earlier this month and has been in isolation. Thoughts, once again, are with him, people. Thoughts with anyone suffering from COVID, from anything, people. And I will say I leave you with this, people. Please... Go and educate yourself on what's happening in St. Vincent and neighbouring regions. Please go and donate a pound, a tenner, a hundred pound, a grand, whatever you've got, people. If you can't donate money, raise awareness for these people. If you can't do that, then you can definitely get some resources. You can definitely look to get some bottles of water, you know, for females, sanitary pads and, and necessary things like that. For kids, books, you know, resources, you know, clothing for everybody. You know, there's people out there don't even know if they can go back to their house, don't even know if they can clean their skin, don't even know if they can feed themselves let alone their pitneys and as much as i think my life isn't perfect i'm sure yourselves it's it, you know everybody's got it worse and the government ain't going to help you know commonwealth country and those sort of things you know slavery is still still about in the world let's be real that is what the commonwealth is you know it's a bit different but you know they're still in a vice grip you know france it's not commonwealth but france still have a number of african countries in the vice grip and nine times out of ten you know when these African regions or these Caribbean regions go through tragedy, you know, they suffer in silence. But when it's them, you know, when it's when it's happening to the more first world sort of nations, there's all pray for this, pray for that. This gets lit up. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying stand up for everyone. The government ain't going to help us. We probably can't save everyone. But what we can do is give a fight. And I would say as well to those of you in particular of, of West Indian heritage, you all want to be West Indian when you're doing bullshit like um, rice and peas versus jollof, you know. Let's ride for our home now. 
you know, we're all talking about being one people. Let's ride that now. Simple as that. And all these people that leech on the culture as well. Where are they? Hell are these influencers, you know? They're out there talking in forced shit patois in their videos, but they're not doing nothing. And I'm not saying, you know, you have to be seen doing that. And there's a lot of people I know in this space that are, haven't, you know, raised awareness publicly, but they're doing hella a lot in the background. But these people stand for nothing, so they fall for anything, people. I don't want to leave this on a sour note. So I appreciate everybody that's been rocking with me for this 54 minutes, people. You know, without you lot, I am nothing. Without you lot, DG Nation cannot grow. So I appreciate all the support you give me across YouTube. I appreciate all the, the love you lot give me on, on on Spotify, on Apple, and them thing there. Please make sure you're following, you're, you're subscribing, you're, you know, you're following me on Twitch, the Ludaguna187. You're following me on Clubhouse. You're doing all of that, people. I would say as well, thank you very much once again. It was my birthday on Tuesday and, and still to this day even I woke up today I'm still getting belated birthday messages my birthday is gone people but I appreciate you lot people but on that note please stay safe people deluded I'm out it's been a fantastic 55 minutes but everything has to come to an end one day I'm out people